0: I am Jake Wells. Listen to the Slow Ride Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, life, and rumors straight from the source. We can be reached at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at theslowridepod. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Just search the Slow Ride. You can find show notes and more information at theslowridepodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Oh my God Hello go. and welcome to the 35th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim Hayes in the home of Hurricane Andrew, Homestead, Florida. As I look out the hotel window, I see nothing but
2: wonderful track housing.: Sounds great. Yes, that's good.: <laughs> That's good. I'm Matt. I'm in Minneapolis. I don't okay. see track housing. You're the little guy. I'm the little guy. I'm also Matt. I don't know if you know that.
1: Sometimes I forget about that. I always feel weird. I always feel weird calling you and then leaving an answering machine (laughs) message. And then sometimes going Matt. And then I'm like, oh, (laughs) answering machine message.
2: It is a little weird. It does. It does sound a little odd when you say say Matt. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I I am in beautiful Boston, Massachusetts. uh, Still, they haven't thrown me out yet, which is nice. Um, And uh, yeah, that's that's about all I got. Nothing's new here. Do you have a name? My name is Spencer.
1: (laughs) Ah, darn. All right. So, guys, lots of things to talk about this week. But most importantly, Eric England hits us right away on the Twitter with, How are you going to top last week's episode with Matt Roy? It was great. Oh, did you guys talk about FDJ's new kit? Thanks. And then, I don't know how we're going to top that episode. We're never going to top that
0: episode. Yeah. Let's just not even try.
1: 486 <laughs> listens, and now we're in the sophomore slump. It's going to be nothing but downhill. We're going to go down to 350 listens. But Matt, thank you so much for your expertise and your stories. Hope to have you on sometime in the future when we talk more about Little Guy's uh, Trans-Minnesota ride. So okay. how's that coming, Little Guy?
2: It's going well. I, I, I rode I rode the bike uh, for like an hour today. So getting, getting the early season base in. That's it's good. pretty good and uh it's important. That's what I hear. Base miles. So
1: uh Eric did ask if we've talked about FDJ's new kit, the uh the white kit, the return of the white shorts. Spencer, you're the resident fashion expert for some reason. I don't know why, but go ahead.
0: Uh it's um the worst kit FDJ has made in in years, in years and did years.
2: You, but we could just sum this up by saying we already talked about this cuz we did. We did. Yeah. We did. yeah. The the All right.
0: The summation of the whole thing is that while it's their worst kit, it's still the
2: best kit in the Peloton.
1: Yeah, we shouldn't talk about it. Eric, I thought you were a dedicated listener.
2: Yeah, go so, back to the last or the yeah. previous or the three previous. It's, it's also not their worst kit. I disagree with you, Spencer. I kind of yeah. like it. It took a little while, but it's growing on me. <laughs> That's I love how that I kit. know it's bad. Oh. It's an
1: okay kit. And So we have a lot to talk about this week. Mostly our year-end awards. A, uh, oh, my long- God. A long-time tradition of so, the Slow Ride podcast.
0: Yeah, this is our fifth
2: annual, many years, and it's happened.
1: Um, and it is year-end because I just competed in the Florida State Cyclocross Championships on a beautiful seventy-five degree day in downtown Tampa. I got sixth ah. out of twelve in the category threes. Um, I like to dedicate my performance to the two of you. Um, thanks for uh, you know giving me that that drive and passion. All right.
2: Were you thinking about me while you were finishing in the middle of the pack there? (laughs) Yes. Good. Uh, Thinking about uh,
1: thinking about how I was already beating Spencer, so I was like, "All right,
0: we just closed our season up here in New England as well with the uh, with the Ice Weasels race, which is kind of a notorious uh, internet meme, I think, more than a race. Um, But uh, I I competed in the one cog. I rocked the one cog in your honor, you guys. Um,
1: Thank you. Wait, do you have a single-speed cross bike?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I rocked the one cog really hard, and I finished uh, 17th out of a field of 120, I think.
1: Wow. (laughs) That that was more than the entire Florida State Cyclocross Championships. We had 105 racers. (laughs) We
0: don't mess around with the one cog
1: up here. So,
0: speaking of, is that 120
1: 120 actual single-speed cross bikes, or is that like... You know, 100 zip-tied bikes and then 20 single-speed bikes.
0: Uh, It was probably 50 um, dedicated single-speeds, 50 zip-tied bikes, and 20 fat bikes that had gears because they were mixed in with our field.
1: Oh, because which just you
0: sent... Just, I didn't know who to hate more.
1: Well, when you sent the show notes, Spencer, and you said zip ties in SSCX, right away I felt excited because this is a topic that... Just destroyed Florida Cyclocross last year um, with an official uh, just really starting to enforce this at, like, the state championship race, even though, like, the entire Wait. year everyone had been doing uh, zip ties.
0: It enforce what?
1: Like, you can't have zip ties on your shifters or, uh, you know, you can't, S- you can't limit your bike. Well, it was like a USA cycling rule that you can only have one cog on the back. And so an official really? was like... Yeah. So in the sync sing- there's a rule in the single speed uh in the cyclocross rule it says like single speed racers must only is. have one rear cog. Yes. It's there. Hmm. Trust I can me. Tell I you know. none Look of at give me Minnesota the statute number. Okay. Yeah. I think it's 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 I mean, little little known rule two say, C three four. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah.
0: I want the number. I want the real number. <laughs> suffice it to say it is difficult to rock the one cog when you have ten cogs. So you know,
2: I think the so you spirit can still of the rule—just one cog, <laughs> not the one cog. Just not the yeah. one cog. You
0: can rock one cog, cog, but you can't rock the one cog. There's a big no. difference there. That's like we need like the Supreme Court to rule on this. This is like wording of the Constitution heavy. Like <laughs> this is serious business. Okay, like is, I'm pretty is, sure fist fights so happened lot of people, over this.
1: Is there a lot of people <laughs> mad about it? Oh, yeah, probably people. it's, wait, it's so
2: totally it's totally pointless and doesn't matter. So I'm wait, sure there's a lot of people mad about it. And it's like, but
1: it does matter because someone with a zip tie can change their gear ratio to be more, uh, you know, perfect for them as they go on the course. Wait,
2: do you think do you live in a world where 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 single speeders only have one gear and they and like they put a gear on it like <laughs> randomly in the dark before the season starts and they go, oh, shit, 5312. I'm totally screwed. Oh, that's the way it is, man.
0: It's the way it is. You got one cog. That's all that's you God, got.
2: That's what God intended. He intended for me to push the <laughs> mm-hmm. big gear. And so now mm-hmm. I'm gonna push big gear all year long. Well, I tried opening the rule book, guys, but the um you
1: know the bandwidth at this uh this hotel is a little light, so yeah, yeah. We'll see when it
2: opens up. I thought you were a rewards plus club member or something. <laughs> Don't I thought they pushed have- you on the on the secret internet, they're like, they wink at you at the counter and they're like, just log in and wink, wink, wink. And then you get you on some sweet, I don't even know what a fast connection is. So, like 128.
1: <laughs> of course you don't oh, know no. what a fast connection is on the internet. You'll, Come on, You'll have to ask your neighbor, little guy. I will.
2: <laughs> I'll have to see what, because this is pretty good. So, uh,
1: so <laughs> Spencer, right. zip ties yep. and single zip speed ties. cross. Is it a big thing yep. up there?
0: It's a pretty big thing. Um, there's a debate going on. Um, somebody up here actually recently got a zip tie tattooed on their body. And, <laughs> and in, in true New England fashion, it says around it, it says uh, zip free or die.
2: That's so amazing. That's yeah. beautiful. You've
0: you got to find you, a picture of that. Yeah, can, can you get, you? get oh, a picture of that? Picture? There's photos floating around.
1: Oh, could you please get that? We need. We need that. That's
2: really good.
1: That's
0: really well done, too.
2: That's yeah, commitment okay. to a is, stupid joke.
1: He is zip free. <laughs> he is
0: not zip tying anything. He is zip free till death. Are so. there
1: zip? Can you have a single speed fat bike? That's the next question. Is there such a oh, thing?
0: there is such a thing. I think that was probably the first kind of fat bike there was. Oh, okay, I don't know. I don't actually care about fat bikes. Go listen to the fat bike podcast. They might be able to tell no, you. No, y-
1: If we listen to them, we're going to lose our ranking. Cause right now we were up to 240th on the outdoor charts, passing mm. fat bike radio. Um, That's so, a good place to be. So let's, uh, let's move right over. Cause as we talk about single speed cross, I just have a little thing. I, I am of the opinion that cyclocross has jumped the shark. Mm. I just don't Why? think I just uh, now cause numbers are down. Maybe in Florida. Is that true, or is that it, just hearsay? saying? Well, so, so numbers are down, it seems, and there's just not a national series.
2: <laughs> I like how you went. Numbers are down, it seems, and so uh,
1: there's just not a national series that catches my uh, my attention. Like USGP. <laughs> well, there's there's no <laughs> well, national. So...
0: There's there's one national series, and it's all up here.
1: But the point is, USGP was exciting. It was four weekends, eight races. You like could follow. It was great.
0: And I felt that mm, there but it was, was so spread circuits. out. You you I, couldn't go to all four. How
2: I don't know if you're aware, Spencer, but our country's pretty spread out.
0: That's the problem.
2: Like that's well, the that was the point if, of the series was that no. it was a representation of the entire nation. I don't know,
0: man. I feel like the fact. West representation Coast needs to
2: have of the entire nation.
0: They need to have their own series, man. And like the Midwest should have a series, and then New England should have a series, and that's the South true. can just go. You know,
2: they can just do their <laughs> own thing. But why not why not you have why not you have each you got a bunch of regions and every region yeah. has a little series and at the same time you have something like the USGP where it picks one from each of those regions and that forms the national one.
0: Well, okay. within that's, the others, man. That sounds man. great.
2: But the regions are going to have to do some work
0: first, you know, like
2: Well, I don't I'm not saying that's not true. I'm just saying yeah. that that would be the like ideal thought, perfect. I'd love system. to
0: see the St. Louis, the Gateway Cup, the Jingle Cross, something in Chicago. You know, all come together. Maybe the Trek Cup all become like a, a Midwest single or a Midwest uh, series stand-alone. You know what day. I'd like
2: to see? I'd like to see St. Louis just go away. Gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. we can do
2: those other races.
0: You haven't been there races? for a couple years. It probably got better. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've never been there. <laughs> it probably
2: didn't get better. Yeah. I'll check. You know, I'm gonna just pull up some news reports I mean, right now. The first year, yeah.
0: The first year, the uh, the Planet Bike Cup happened, or the Jonathan Page uh, Cup happened. Before it was a USGP that that wasn't that good, and it got a lot better a couple years later.
2: Yeah, you know, you I change. didn't go that first year, so I don't, I don't, I can't. But yeah, it was weird. Know you guys said it was getting better and better.
0: Yeah. I'm
2: sure that's true. I'm sure that's true. I'm sure the Gateway Cup has. So
0: there's. Uh, I mean, the place races place. are there in the Midwest. I mean, the West Coast is kind of screwed. Um, I feel for they that... Got bike races. They do, so- but yeah, they got a lot of um, traffic cones. That's that's the big thing I see out in the Portland races.
2: No, <laughs> is that no course too tape. Just to a lot of stakes in the ground.
0: I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's a regional <laughs> thing.
1: Here's the thing. Cyclocross is dying. It's nowhere near as cool as when Zach McDonald and Jeremy Powers were barnstorming the country in the Rafa Sprinter van. And last now year? they're split up. And uh, it's just not the same. Yeah, last you year, think sure. cause You think it's because
2: you think Cross is hurting? It's like the um, Cross's numbers are dipping with Zach McDonald's form. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, he I may listen to this. Still beat me whenever I race you, but I burned you.
0: <laughs> he may now he may be listening to the podcast. He might he might be. He tweets yeah. at us every once in a while. Well, That's just okay. when you just we, when you make some you horrible assumptions.
2: He still beats me every time I've raced against him. <laughs> hmm. Well, I love
0: it when Tim's wrong, and so this is a great example. Um, you know, cycle has not yet jumped the shark. We are we are not there. <laughs> we're not there yet, but we're. We're on our way. Like, we're blazing the path there. Uh, we were getting close. We kind of backed off from that, so that's good. And, um, you know, I, uh, I, just, I just don't think we're, we, we've jumped the shark yet. Um, cross will get bigger.
2: This is Sarah Groff, U.S. Olympian, and this is the Slow Ride Podcast.
1: All right, gentlemen, we're back. But before we get to our year-end awards, our most highly anticipated segment of the year, uh, we have two reviews on the iTunes. That means Mm -hmm. 27 five-star reviews have come in, thanks to all our listeners. John Souza left us one about how our podcast is all about audio audio doping. Audio doping. And uh, the best part is, after listening, your performance and pronunciations might be described as not normal. And writers (laughs) will wonder who you're working with. So thank you, John Souza. And then uh, we got another one, Better and Better. You would think I would be tired of hearing Tim's voice. But these guys keep me entertained. The mix of racing news and random banter is just what I need when I'm making tacos to stay on track for the Thousand Taco Challenge. Um, so uh. thanks, Keith, for <laughs> chiming in and uh, talking about Oh, uh, Tim, guys. how's that going? It is shocking. Uh, it's not going very well, guys. I'm at like
2: – How's it How's it going?
1: I'm on taco sabbatical, like our uh, mechanic said. I just, I, I just taco sabbatical. Yeah, that's what our mechanic said, called it, and I totally agree. I think I'm done with it. I can't do it.
0: That is not a winning attitude.
2: (sighs) Really. Can I tap in because cuz I cuz I got I got Caitlin a tortilla press for her birthday and I have been loving that thing. And I've been making tortillas and it's can you send so good. Me,
1: can you have some taco can you have some tortillas ready for me when I come up to Minnesota next week because I will I will I could ha- maybe I will bring hand, them for breakfast. I will
2: hand make you home I will make you homemade homemade tortillas. Yeah. Well, we
1: might need about 100 to get me back on track. So, uh,
2: <laughs> let's do it. We can, uh, do we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. Um
1: all right. Well, gentlemen, uh, let's, let's get, <laughs> let's get one so of the questions. Well. Uh, you guys are idiots. <laughs> guys, at Monty Dirks, one of our favorite listeners, chimed oh, in and he Monty says – Monty rocks the one cog. So Monty chimes in and he says, hey, Slow Ride Podcast, can you comment on the new Twin Six fat bike?
0: Nope. Uh, uh, no. Nope.
2: No. No. Can't do it.
1: All right. And then uh, <laughs> Chris Fisher at Fisher's Fuel says – Hey, slow ride podcast, more internet, Google cycling questions. Yep. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Send them our way. Yeah. Send them in. uh, And then a friend of the podcast, Matt Watts chimes in. He says, please help this current Jimmy John's driver winter or winter train. And he sends a link to a nice Yahoo questions. And the question is, I'm looking for an indoor fixie bike trainer. I have 700 by 28 tires and I'm looking in the $50 to $120 range. Do you have any tips for Yahoo user old hippie?
2: Yeah. Why would a trainer be fixie specific?
1: Well, I think...
0: Well, he's, he's got 700 by 28 tires.
1: Yeah. So Let's Take that oh,
2: into
0: consideration.
2: I will take that into consideration. Well, now, I'd say they could bucks. probably go with Whatever they could find. 50 mm. bucks? Wait, 50 bucks he want to spend? Bucks. 50, 50 bucks. 50 to they, 120. Only the the only trainer he can afford is the crappy old rusty uh, fork mount wind trainer thing that I have in my uh. basement. Because it's for sale <laughs> for 50 bucks. So nice. Contact the little option. guy.
0: That's the right podcast at yeah. gmail.com. Just PayPal your $50. So, yeah.
1: And, uh,
2: send, send over the bidding. So you can... Uh,
1: as uh, Spencer just pointed out, you can always tweet us at the slow ride pod cast at gmail.com. So that'd be always awesome. And find us on Twitter at the slow ride pod. Gentlemen, let's get right away into our season awards. Drum rolls. Always. So um, exciting. So
0: drum let's, rolls uh, for life. I'm so pumped.
1: Drum rolls for life. You guys ready? So All right. Most impressive in 2014. I, I'm assuming this can be either rider team, whatever. Most, maybe both. Yeah, Maybe both. So the most impressive rider, team, whatever, in the year 2014, little guy. This is a big one. This is, this is like almost... This is
0: like the big one, yeah. kind of. Uh, what do you, uh, big, big,
1: big, the French. The French? French. French, French were the most impressive. Wow, I, I, I agree. That's what you had, Spencer? No, but uh, I agree. It, it's very impressive. It's not the most impressive, but yes, the French did extremely well. What's the most impressive? Uh, Simon Guerin's Four World Tour <laughs> victories. He Simon had, Garens. He won the T- Tour Down Under. He won Liège-Bastogne-Liège, and then he won those two World Tour races in Quebec. There I've you go. Never, Simon I've never Garens. heard of
0: any of those races. He
1: did.
2: He did have a really good year. I'll I'll give it that. I'll Simon give that. Garens.
1: At one time, he was leading the World Tour. So there you go. All right. What do you All got, right. Spencer? Well, I had two answers
0: here, uh, and I'm not sure which one is more correct. So I'm going to go with both of them but i had uh for most impressive in 2014 i had ag2r as a team as a unit yeah um both in skill and in style okay and then i also had again l anderson uh crushing it in the eurocross she's um, been super impressive
1: i uh, you know i'll give you l anderson i i i love ag2r but uh, i think we definitely need to have a uh some women representation on the awards podiums. So there you go. Most impressive: the French Simon Garons and L. Anderson with a wide-angle podium to AG2R. Most embarrassing rider team in
2: twenty fourteen. That's
1: Amazing. so easy. This is the uh, easiest thing ever.
0: I I felt most embarrassed for Chris Warner uh, and his uh, contract Ooh. negotiation situation, and just. Just being as good as he is and everybody being like, no. So, he's yeah, that, lost
1: my vote. That was kind of embarrassing that he could, like, here's a Grand Tour winner and he is on air gas Safeway.
2: That's <laughs> just more bullshit than, than embarrassing. I mean,
1: but both. Little guy, yeah. you got to watch the language, man. We might have some little kids listening.
2: We don't have any kids listening.
1: Well, just the ones that get forced to listen to it on their way to school by their like evil parents.
2: <laughs> yeah, they haven't. They've, they've made it. Looking to school at right looking now. at you. It's Cross just Cofter. the parent in the car. Kids,
1: <laughs> right. any any kids in the back
0: seat of the car right now? Just just start kicking that front seat. Just yeah. just give it a couple good kicks for us.
1: Yeah. Uh, little guy. Who's your most embarrassing rider? Team.
2: I mean, I'll just go with the Donna because we have we, no. one of us has to say it if not if not all no. of us say. It.
1: There's a far more uh, embarrassing uh, team this year that is Europe Car, zero How? world Tour victories, except That was what? expected that wait, was wait, not wait. embarrassing, that was expected it's Very embarrassing. <laughs> you add in Thomas Vokler, I am completely over that jerk. He needs to put he the time back lot into of injuries his mouth. this no, year, no, Super No, no, a no, A lot of injuries. Vo- and vocalists. did you see Perry
2: Tours? Did wait, wait. you watch
1: Perry Tours? Wait, can I finish? No, I'm you can't. so. Did he's you watch so Perry embarrassing. Tours? He couldn't even show up to the podium, little guy. Couldn't uh, even show up to the podium. At what that is race? Embarrassing. At? What race that was that, little guy?
2: Uh, Perry Tours.
1: Oh wow. So yes, I did see Paris Tours, and he didn't even show up <laughs> to the podium because he's so embarrassed for his for himself and his entire team. Most embarrassing rider team of 2014 is Europe Car. Wow, case that closed. Flies,
0: that flies right in the face of the little guy's most impressive 2014 of French cycling. Though this well, is this is dramatic already. We're only two topics into this uh, well, he has award an F-
1: ceremony. But French riding only mattered. The only reason French racing and riding mattered this past year is because of AG2R and FDJ at the time. No. I think, had nothing to do with Eurocar. I
0: think Eurocar, I think Kevin Reza was a, a bright spot in the entire year for all true. of cycling.
1: Uh, true. I, Caveat asterisks.
2: I think okay. I think I think I mean I think I know Europe Card didn't have a great season, but people forget. You know, Roland finished fourth in the Giro. There's nothing nothing how, shabby about that. How you bad
1: know? was? Do you want to know how bad their season was, little guy? How bad was their season? They're not that sponsor is pulling out after this year. Like that's how There's, bad they the were. So the sponsor is going to pull out anyway. No, doesn't matter. Sometimes and you can reengage Tim, you if know, you win some races. <laughs> that
2: <a sponsor laughs> pulling out, you know that a sponsor pulling out has nothing to do with how a team does. Nope. Every yeah. sponsor pulls out after like uh, a year. I mean, hey, hey, can
0: we can we all just agree that if if sponsorship was actually based on team results and and star quality and all that stuff, we wouldn't have elite masters teams and elite <laughs> cat three teams <laughs>
1: exactly. that just wouldn't exist. <laughs> all right, uh, who will eat the most cookies in the off season? That answer is simple. It is going to be <laughs> Phil Guyman. He is oh. uh, well
2: known to like his cookies. Aha, meta.
1: What do you got? Come we on, we
2: know that's Beckentor. We know he's already oh, eating the most cookies. He ate he ate the most cookies during the season and he will eat the most cookies in the off season.
1: What team is he gonna be on next year, Carlos Betancourt.
2: He's still on AG two R. They capped him for kept God them? knows what reason. Yeah, you know, I'll come back. Hope you, Springs Eternal with those who, guys. Who do you got, little guy? Or Spencer.
0: I uh I took a dark horse in this one, um but I think he's gonna come out uh to uh to you know be the winner in the most cookies competition. Uh, I picked Tim Hayes. Oh
1: Oh. Uh, all right uh biggest flop of the season uh little guy
2: i didn't have anything for this i got no damn idea really gasparado gasparado had one of his off years the blood he's always a flop, year. Yeah. He's <laughs> no, a flop <laughs> yeah every other year he gets the blood doping right every other yeah. year so, he just has right. an extra bag
1: what, what do you got spencer i had two
0: flops uh one for road and one for cross um I had Rui Costa as my biggest flop for the road, um, world champ, kind of a, a no brainer. They're pretty much always a flop the year after they win. Um, and then, uh, I had Alan Krudoff, uh, who was so hot, so hot last year in cross and just has been nowhere, nowhere to be seen this year. I know he's had injury and illness and stuff like that, but, uh, that's, that's no excuse in my book. I don't care.
1: So I had two written down. I don't know exactly where I was going to go with these. The first one was Andrew Talansky. I think that that was probably has to do with just the you know we had high hopes for him at the tour, and then we you were had stock- high hopes. I know, uh, and
0: I, <laughs> I I didn't have high hopes for him, uh,
1: but I think Andrew Talansky definitely got a future. But I think that his tour could be uh, written up as a flop. And then I also had Cannondale Pro Cycling Team. Listed as a Hmm. flop because I just don't think they really did anything this year. And the more I think about it, uh, they just kind of were around and now they're uh, taking over the Garmin team. And I, you know, I just have them written as a flop. I don't know if that's, that's nothing bad. It's just that they didn't do as well as I thought they were going to do.
2: That's fair. All
1: right. All right. Worst race. I've got this one I'll lead off. The worst race is your local A level group ride. I'm tired of going on local group <laughs> rides in which the group ride quickly descends into a race in which people aren't working at the front. There is not a rotation, there's constant attacks, and then you get dropped with fifteen miles to go and you don't know where you're where you are. It's just kind of a uh, you know, that's not a race, it's a group ride. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, do we even need any more than that? That's amazing. No,
2: that's probably good. That's good for that. Yeah, yeah. All
1: right. All right, uh, best race of 2014,
2: little guy. I was going to say Perry, Perry Tours, but uh, Volta, <laughs> Volta Perry Tours. I mean, Volkler, given it is all at the end of the year, so upset he can't go to the podium. It's beautiful. It's beautiful.
1: Ah, uh, Okay. And what do you got, uh, Spencer?
0: Uh, I had two written down here as well. Um, I had the Giro, um, cause it's always such a great race. One of my favorites every year, but I also had a, a late season, uh, cross race sleeper that I'd, I'd never been to before. And that was the NBX, uh, cross, uh, UCI crossing in Warwick, Rhode Island, which was super rad. And the course was rad. And the races, I kind of wanted dirt. to make you feel bad as well, but it was jackass. really good. Yeah. And
2: the,
0: the racing was good.
2: Oh, every every great. race
0: ended exciting and uh,
2: uh-huh. totally.
0: Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I thought it was wonderful. That was really
2: great. Don't, <laughs> don't screw it up next year, little guy. Don't screw it up. You know, it's a, I'll try to not. I'll not try to not. I'll try to not get bronchitis. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're so the, uh, I've only been on antibiotics for the last um since since for the last three weeks. So I'll try so to try to not do that. I kind of
1: want this to be like uh descend into the you guys remember the McLaughlin group on TV like where it was rapid fire no like, best race next question
2: next no. question You're, no. so,
1: so, so, so here's my impression Paris tours no one cares cross <laughs> no one cares greatest race of the year Milan San Remo Alexander Kristoff takes the win cancelara attacks and the weather there you go what do you <laughs> think the weather the weather at Milan Remo is horrible it's by far the best race of the year. And Kristoff, uh, I remember going who on one of our first podcasts, and I learned about this Norwegian uh, gentleman, and I'm a fan. So Milan San Remo, best race of the year.
0: I like his All crooked right. helmet.
1: <laughs> uh, top American. For me, it was TJ van Garderen, but then he opened his mouth and complained yeah. about stage five of the Tour de France, and TJ van guy. Garderen is now my least Favorite American, <laughs> which then oh, leads no. us
2: all. Let's which, all agree.
1: Which leads us to the best and top American is Eric Marcotte, local Minnesotan for a few years, who goes on to win the Stars and Stripes jersey at the National Road Racing Championship for the Little Guy Team Smart Stop.
2: What do you guys all got? Right. I got Ry- Ryder Hesjedal. I think he had, it was a pretty good year for him.
1: <laughs> He's Canadian. Spencer,
2: what about you? What do you got?
1: <laughs> yeah
0: guy, oh, okay. come on, that guy's fucking Canadian, we came from play- oh, anyway. you're right. I I'm got so
2: messed up. who do you got
0: my my top American this year is uh from uh the garmin uh team top American team as well um dan martin oh, uh, my, my favorite american uh had a great nice. season, wrote really well in the classics and uh I'm looking for him uh coming this spring. you know I'm waiting for a
1: break I- <laughs> I'm waiting what? for a uh, a review to be listed on iTunes that says, instead of complaining about my pronunciation of writers, it's like Dan Martin, American? Question Not mark. American. <laughs> you know, American <laughs> hero.
0: What? Yeah.
2: All right. If best... he's American, writers American.
1: So for these uh, these next two, uh, Spencer, we should probably just exclude little guys. So, what was your oh, yeah. favorite Twitter account?
2: Dude, I Um, know my favorite Twitter account. It was my Twitter account. It's awesome. (laughs) It's so full of cool stuff. I'm going to tweet a picture right now. It's going to blow your minds. What's
0: your favorite? You're going to ruin your internet connection and drop the show. It's going to be bad. Don't do that, little
1: guy. What's your uh, favorite uh, Twitter account, Spencer?
0: I don't know. You know, there's so many many good ones. Um, I'm really... You know, I'm still pretty brokenhearted that uh, Maiko isn't around anymore because um, that has historically always been my favorite Twitter account. M um, M M A I K O, come back, please come back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe Little Guy's Twitter account is my favorite. Nah, it's it's, awesome. it's pretty good.
1: The best Twitter awesome. account out there. You know, I'm not. Uh, you know. Just going out for the high fives, but I still think Adam Meyerson, as far as like being a pro racer and offering insight, Meyerson does have a pretty awesome Twitter account.
0: Well, you know, he has a ghostwriter most of the time, and his roommate <laughs> his roommate does a lot of his tweeting, I've heard. <laughs> oh my god!
1: Are you serious?
0: <laughs> no.
1: Oh, okay. No, he's um, not serious.
2: He's lying. Pretty
0: sure. He does leave it open often enough that I could bound or jam him if I felt like it, but oh, dude, I really...
2: Dude. If you could boner jam Adam Myers. I don't Adam think Meirson, that'd be a
0: very good idea. <laughs> an Adam,
1: an Adam Myerson boner jam would be the greatest boner jam of them all, probably. So, because
0: you'd never know if he actually wrote it himself.
1: Yeah, I know that's that's the best part, and there'd be enough people. For those that don't know what boner jamming is, that's when someone still has their still logged in, and you get their computer, and then you can go to their Twitter and just tweet something for them. So there you go. Yeah.
0: It's just a hashtag boner jam. That's that's all you need.
1: Um. Best Instagram account for me, Romaine Bardre of AG2R, is really good Instagram. But probably my favorite is Missy Erickson. She's from Minnesota, and now she's training with Team USA, getting ready for um, the Rio de Janeiro Olympics on the track. And Missy uh, you know, went over to London to compete in the World Cup over there. And she's been doing lots of cool little videos, um, such as uh, from the back of the uh, the pace bike on the track in the, for Karen training. That's been really mm-hmm. cool, just kind of seeing. So, Missy Erickson, one of our own from Minnesota, going to hopefully going to the Olympics. Really cool Instagram account. What nice. do you have, Spencer? Uh,
0: I've been, uh, as far as professional racers go, I've been a big fan of Pipo Pizzato for a long time. Um, uh, I can't I'm get high. enough of this shirtless uh, sunset tanning. Can you stop shots? liking that guy already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can you not? I don't know.
2: He sucks. He does suck. He's constantly getting in trouble for doping, and he sucks.
0: Well, but his Instagram is good, and that doesn't have anything to do with anything else.
1: (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Wait, We're talking about doping, and we haven't even, like, little guys complaining about Pizzato keep getting in trouble for doping. We haven't even talked about (laughs) Scarponi. Oh, I should (laughs)
2: say, you know, I like Scarponi. Scarponi's got a good Twitter account. It's full (laughs) of good stuff.
1: (laughs) Well,
0: there you go. Uh, uh, but for, for non pro uh Instagrams, I think everyone should go track down Kevin Sparrow uh he's been putting up a lot of great uh, photography yeah. from uh, um, some good black and white stuff from Cycle Cross in Milwaukee area to uh talk kinds a good riding around um it's really good photography, so check it out
1: Kevin Sparrow for sure, I highly recommend that one good dude, but the, uh the uh, photography's been pretty awesome uh favorite cycling website uh little guy entering entering very good website Definitely entering. one of my top always two. always the most
2: informative just Most informative yeah does much better journalism than uh sites that report to actually hire journalists <laughs>
1: <laughs> cycling news uh
2: what, what about you spencer uh favorite
0: cycling uh website yeah is that what we're on yeah. um so this is easy um I've been addicted to this site ever since I moved to Boston. Uh, I can't stop looking at it. Uh, it's kind of a problem. Um, yeah, it's uh, I believe it's I believe it's cross-results.net.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty good website.
0: It's it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, Labor when you love. actually yeah yeah when you actually use it and and all the races and all the promoters and everybody uses it and all the other racers in town. It's a. It's really robust and pretty uh, entertaining. It's I don't know.
2: Who's beating you the, the most on that?
0: Uh, pretty <laughs> much pretty much everybody. Uh, I'm Except just
2: I'm just wondering like who's like if you're still as his number one uh, predator there little guy? I'm just, I'm just I'm just you know just kind of just wondering.
1: Uh, uh
0: no, you're n- you're not on the list anymore little guy.
2: I'm not? Somebody else no. is your top your top killer. I don't know what they're called. It's predator. <laughs> um, predator.
1: The best. Uh, you're both wrong because the best website in cycling is going to be cycling tips. Um, cyclingtips.com.au. My favorite uh, cycling website for the last uh, year or so. They really stepped up their game. I really do like Inner Ring and Cross Results, but Cycling Tips has been really, really good.
2: Mm. Um, yeah, so,
0: it's good. Uh, it's okay. too many,
2: too much Australian bullshit, though, man. Eh,
0: that's true and way too many like just weird travel photos of like korea and places that like yeah i don't know i I take
2: the travel photos i just i just it just i couldn't i mean i know it's an australian website but like holy cow do i not care if an australian (laughs) wants some australian Uh, i mean my god (laughs) that's like the most boring thing ever uh worst kit for this year
1: Oh, easy. This is super easy.
2: Really, I don't think it's yeah. that easy. I was trying to think of something I like really loathed, and it was hard to think of something I just I just hated. There's a lot I'm kind of indifferent to, but oh, you I guys go first. go first. Go
1: first. Europe car worst kit in the peloton. Really? That I that don't great. Know that if gradient, I agree with that. That gradient is horrible. Just go all green. Like, why can't someone just own green? Like Credit Agricole used to. Yeah.
0: Just,
1: Put it on, okay, Spencer. What's, think, the, what's worst.
0: I think the worst kit uh, running since inception of the team uh, <laughs> is is Astana, still the worst. Still looks like a semi-custom template from your Chintzy, you know, cheap cycle cycling kit manufacturer. Um, and uh, it's just that I don't know it's, how they wear that every year and how it, it never gets any better.
1: It's pretty bad.
2: I'm wondering. It never why. gets better because it never changes. <laughs>
1: Mm. You know, I'm wondering, like, why? Anyways, a conversation for another time. But with all these doping, why is Specialized still sponsoring Astana?
2: Money? Because they're a terrible, terrible company. Uh, I think they, I think they've established in the last couple of years that they're a terrible, terrible company, full of terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> all I mean, have they not, of, I'm of not, I'm writers. not totally joking here. <laughs> like they've been, they've been, <laughs> they've, been they've been jerks. They have and been pretty horrible. <laughs> they don't they don't have any bad feelings about just uh, sponsoring Astana. Just I mean, they don't seem at all like at this point it seems like a press release something like it just seems like it's kind of weird to, you know, throw so much money at them and then yeah, whatever. Specialized can go to hell. Best kit. FDJ
1: Okay. F D J, Wow. Uh, best kit by far this year was the Saxo Bank Camouflage Training Kit. Oh, can not. But since, it not. But Do you guys see can't. that
2: Team Sky yeah. has training kits now too?
1: Of course. Everyone's going to start doing it because then I'm going to buy them. Saxo Bank Camo looks good, but AG2R is the best kit in the Peloton. I'm all about it. They own it. It looks good. At the end of the day, they're the ones winning races. Little guy, what's this Uh, Sky – uh training kit look like.
2: I don't know. It just looks like a Rafa. It just looks like Rafa stuff. Cause I think that's what it is. I think they just like, <laughs> they, I think their stuff was dirty and then they just put on some normal Rafa stuff and they're like, it's the uh, new training kit. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever.
1: We right, actually hot, just right. One
2: kit and the laundry machine was backed up. ag 2 r was in there washing their brown shorts. So we didn't want to get involved. <laughs> What's the
1: hottest <laughs> trend in cycling right now? Is it enduro cyclocross, single speed cyclocross, zip ties, doping, what is the hottest trend going on in cycling?
2: Boom! Unicycles, I'm, man! Unicycles.
0: No. That's the dumbest thing I've ever that's heard. The, yeah, that's just easily, dumb. easily the hottest trend both in road and cross, like across the board. Hottest trend in cycling right now: beards. Beards.
2: That's Luca Paulini trend, racing in a
0: beard. Tom Boonen racing in a beard. Jan Timmerman racing in a beard. Everybody's racing in beards these days. Robert Marion always rocking the beard. You know? are, you,
1: are you wearing a beard, Spencer, right I'm now? currently wearing a beard. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I think the, the hottest trend in cycling right now is not racing. It's just everybody Ooh. seems to uh, talk about <laughs> it, but then they're just not showing up. And numbers are down across the country according to USA Cycling data. Um, not racing is the hottest trend in cycling right now.
2: I like that. I'm going to agree with you, Tim, because I barely I did any races other than cross races this year. So you're right. It is the hottest trend.
1: We have two awards left, gentlemen. The first is the illustrious Best Slow Ride Podcast Guest of 2014. And this is a tough
2: one. This it's is a tough, tough
1: one. one, and I'd like to thank Jake Wells for taking the win. Uh, <laughs> uh, just kidding. Definitely Matt Roy. Jake Wells is a strong early candidate for the 2015 title. Nice.
0: I uh, I also voted for Matt Roy. Um, I tried to think of uh, any guests that we had that had uh, done a better job than him, and uh, I really couldn't think of any.
2: Yeah, I can't. I mean, I thought he was a good guest and all, but I his name's Matt, and there's only enough room for one of us on this podcast, so no way.
0: Really? Oh, well, unfortunately, it's still two to three or two to one, uh, best of three. So uh, Matt Roy <laughs> takes the to, to win.
1: And gentlemen, the, the whole enchilada, we are finally there. The last award of the year, the Slow Ride DFL 2014 award winner. And our nominations are from myself. It's the listeners of the podcast who continue to waste about 35 to 45 minutes of their week listening to this garbage and giving us great feedback. We couldn't do it without you. Any types of information or tips, you can always email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. Any types of suggestions for guests um, and uh, products you want us to review anything, let us know, but thank you. You're my nominee for award winner. of twenty fourteen. for DFL.
2: You're like,
1: I don't, is that, is that
2: like a good prize? I thought this was a bad prize. I'm well, usually it's
1: like the best prize, right?
2: Yeah. The DFL prize usually is really good. Really? Oh, okay. I gotta rethink <laughs> this then. I have no idea what's going on. Well what were you I gonna say? <laughs> right. What? What were you gonna say? I mean nothing. I wasn't gonna say anything. I was just gonna I was I, was, I don't know.
1: <laughs> what do you got, Spencer?
0: Uh the the slow ride DFL twenty fourteen uh nomination goes to uh zip ties and single spy, single speed cycle cross um, for being the <laughs> most controversial <laughs> and bringing us New and fun excitement all year long.
1: Oh, man. Great stuff. I love these awards. And gentlemen, thanks for another great episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. People can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. It helps our rankings. Leave us a review. Help us overtake Equestrian Radio. And uh, we, well, you know, we're going to get to where we need to how be. How far are
2: we? How far are we behind Equestrian Radio? Oh, there's several Equestrian to... Radios. Um, <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> oh, god! <laughs> <laughs> several guys. We're still behind. We're still behind oh. Minnesota DNR Radio, which hasn't had a new episode on the podcast since 2009.
2: All right. Well, so. Wait, people sort are her. listening to that last one. Like is it really? Does the guy fall through a hole in the lake <laughs> it's ice fishing? So it's just like this. Uh, maybe it's, it's, it's like a snuff podcast. It's, oh, it's a it's... snuff podcast, isn't it? <laughs>
1: oh so, man, so we really got to step up our game, gentlemen. But you know, wait, once again, how, wait, wait, wait.
2: How are there multiple equestrian radios? Like they're they're different, or they all called <laughs> equestrian radio, equestrian radio one, equestrian radio two?
1: Oh no, they're they're different. Like there's like you know. Um, equestrian uh, radio, and then there's um, little guy, like, like equine. You know, you just gotta log into iTunes and see it. I just, I just want
0: to throw this out there before we uh, close the show. Um, I've okay. pulled up the CyclocrossResults.net uh, um, site here, and yeah. I've got a career head-to-head uh, between little guy and myself. Yep. We have raced 26 times against each other, yep. little guy. Yeah, uh, and I have uh, come in second only <laughs> only twenty-six of those times. It's
1: not bad. <laughs> it's on the podium. It's not
2: bad. Well, that's, that's good. You're on the podium every time. Yeah. We've raced Podium each
0: other. every single time. Yeah. So nice. suck it. Nice.
2: Where did wait, wait, I'm confused. Where did I finish then?
0: Uh <laughs> you finished twenty six times in uh, in first place.
2: Oh, oh
1: thanks. Cool. Thanks guys. That's awesome. And with right. that, we're done. Talk to you later.